Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the AEW Rampage preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Rampage. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review AEW Rampage, but also AEW Dynamite, Raw, SmackDown, NXT 2.0, pay per views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a Big quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Sidgwick to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Rampage. And Michael Sidgwick, give me a beat. You just give yourself a beat. Let's take a look at tonight's Rampage. A Philly street fight with Ricky Starks and Brian Cage. That Starks guy, wow, what a hunk. And don't forget, Garcia's facing Punk. The Lucha Bros, they've got no fear. But watch out, boys, the acclaimed are here. Under the pressure, could the tag champs melt? Can a new team get their hands on the belt? Sky Blue's knees, they may well tremble, because Cargill's coming with the great fundamentals. Will the show be better be class? Let's ask Sidge and haters touch grass. I was in a bit of a mood today, <laughs> and I thought I'd do an acclaimed style rap. <laughs> Thoughts? Notes? Well, uh, that was quite a ride, because at first I wanted to die. Yeah. Then it goes in the end like you always do. And fundamentals. Absolutely <laughs> phenomenal stuff. Adam Wilborn. I mean, do we need to do any more? I've kind of previewed the entire card there. Um, people... We have a very loyal listenership, right? <laughs> um, we have loads of like great interaction and like loads of great support on Twitter. So I feel like a lot of people like no, to an extent, the people behind the voices mm. on this audio podcast. If you just listen to the podcast, aren't on Twitter, or you know, hey, they're doing well on the podcast, y'all. Let's see what they're doing. Yeah. Well, if you if you're not on Twitter and you know you don't know who. Um, is behind our voices. I shock you to know that Adam Wilborn's white. <laughs> Word. But you think that was pretty fresh, though, wasn't it? That was pretty fire. I thought I'm spitting fire in the booth. You're whiter than Seamus. Anyway, do you want to look ahead to Rampage tonight after that? Yeah. 
If I'd done that on the SmackDown preview, you'd have gone, wouldn't you? You'd just walk yeah, I know. I just wouldn't have had the tolerance for it. Right, let's talk uh, about tonight's AEW Rampage. Four matches on the card tonight. You've got uh, a couple of title matches, CM Punk in action, and uh, potential murder. Let's be perfectly honest. We'll talk about that in uh, due course, though. Let's start, though, with the Philly Street Fight. Finally, we are getting Ricky Starks, Brian Cage for the FDW title. Uh, it's taking place in Philly. Ricky Starks was kind enough to remind <laughs> Brian Cage about that on Twitter <laughs> last night, if you haven't seen... Um, and thank God this will finally be over. Again, there are people who might not be on Twitter. Just to uh, clarify. I don't want to get this wrong. I remember it. It's seared into my memory. Okay. So Brian Cage has added Ricky Starks on Twitter and said, so where's this Philly street fight at, at Ricky Starks? To which Ricky Starks responded, in Philly, you big dumb bitch. But like, there's so much great cadence he can apply to this. That's my favorite thing about tweets is like guessing the voice and the cadence behind it. You big dumb bitch. <laughs> you big dumb bitch. You could like, honestly, uh, you could be furious. You could be just completely wonderfully um, dismissive. What a great tweet from a great man. Um, this should be loads of fun. Literally, I'm just overjoyed that it's happening because Ricky Starks has worked one match since before. For double or nothing. Mm. Um, and that might make sense with the neck injury the stuff neck and injury. recovery, yeah. So I was getting a really little bit worried that they'd put him in Texas to have the first match with Cage a little bit earlier, purely because he was like a big sort of major presence on the Texas Indies. And I'm thinking, like, if they really aggravated that neck injury by rushing him back for the nice moment, that was his win there. So I'm glad that everything's been cleared again. And you know what? This should be loads of fun. The first match was like this really hot, logically very flawed, and at times flubbed at the start. That was still electrifying in some of the stuff, like um, the Starks powerbomb, I think it was. It was super cool. Basically, what I'm arriving at is that this should be loads more fun. They're used to each other. Um, so you would expect that those... Kinks in the first match won't be an issue again. And genuinely, because Starks is so great as a worker, as a personality, I'm thinking, do they legit have heat between them? Which, of course, is going to make a street fight all the more captivating. Um, this is a broad point that I'll try not to repeat too much later, but I'm going to do it at least one more time. This is a little bit of an issue when it comes to watching a show you know is in the can being involved in the social media game and having a Twitter account. I've heard no buzz. Does that mean that some of my followers didn't go to this? I might not have a single follower in Philadelphia except one. But like when Jurassic Express had that match against the Lucha Brothers and it was unbelievable. I had like scrolls <laughs> telling me you have to watch this it's awesome i've not heard any huge hype emerging from these tapings which always kind of dampens your expectations because like you know for a fact you're not going to see something that's unforgettably great so at the minute all i can forecast is fun and all i'm hoping for is ricky starks to leave as ftw champion and taz to be on commentary yeah i want taz to be on commentary i want ricky starks to win 
Owen Cage out of the picture so that Punk versus Team Taz can resume with Punk versus Hook, then Punk versus Starks. Um, because Brian Cage, who he's awesome in isolation as this guy who can do really cool stuff, is an TV babyface who you're meant to be with every step of the way. His promo game's too weak. He's not that likable a guy. Um, he was perfect in Team Taz because he had the mouthpiece behind him. Um, they need to do some kind of salvage job with Cage, and I don't think that should be at the expense of Ricky Starks, whose upside on television is enormous and so much bigger than his. Yeah, I think... I want Starks versus Punk badly. Yeah, I mean, I'm, trying, I'm trying to think how we get there. Maybe... Because I assume Philly Street Fight may be main events this, just because the timings and things like that. Um, it's kind of difficult to structure this show, because normally you start with, like, maybe you start with Punk, but then you've got the tag tiles matches. It's all very com- com- complicated. But regardless, maybe Punk has his match and is seen later on going into his dressing room. Well, there's a lovely bottle of champagne left in there in advance of what Ricky Starks perceives to be a straightforward FTW title win. Because of uh, not drinking and he's a party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I like that. That's yeah. nice. That is nice. Better than your rap. Well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about the tag titles then. The ins- inspiration behind that. You know what? Sick rhyme. I like hip-hop a great deal. I'm a casual hip-hop guy. Um, when something's great, I will seek it out. But beyond that, like, I just don't. Murray. Andy Murray is dialed into that genre. Mm-hmm. It's his joint favorite, I think, alongside Hardcore. He's a big, big, big hip-hop guy. And more to the point, he knows way more about technique of who's great, why they're great, why they're overrated. I just have this instinctive gut. I like this feeling. We should get his take on your rap when we're downstairs. Okay, we'll find out and you'll see. See if he's uh, Michael Moore or Michael Lash. <laughs> you stupid arsehole. Tag titles, acclaimed. Lucha Bros, another retention. Another retention. Uh, these tag team titles do not feel like a as big a deal as they did around the waist of the Young Bucks. That is an issue. Um, look, at the end of a storyline, this is what AEW does, and I'll probably make this point again as well. At the end of a storyline, I will judge the beginning. This is the AEW way. At the end of an arc, I will judge all of it there. I should still, at the same time, be way more excited week to week to week. Not that excited about the Sutra Brothers' reign. It's just kind of there. I understand that you have to do the functional things on TV in a title reign for the first however many weeks and months so that it really gets juicy later on. I'm more than aware of the slow burn quality of AEW storytelling, and I like it. You can still make it hot Week to week. The Young Bucks did. Everything they did was amazing. Not getting any of that from the Lucha Brothers, and I'm not really expecting that great a match um, from them tonight. The Lucha Brothers are a phenomenal tag team, and you can already consider them one of the greatest of all time. Not just on the planet, of all time. If you stack up all of their matches, and you put them against anything from the Brain Busters, the Rockers, all of the like more revered ones from your, mm. they've probably got a better catalogue, if I'm being honest. Breaks my heart as a Rockers fan, but, you know, I just like wrestling a great deal. They often don't have great matches against teams that are way below their level. 
Whereas the Young Bucks can go, right, we're having a match. We're having a great match because we are incapable of doing everything else. I look back to Lucha Brothers versus Varsity Blondes. It was good. It was a bit awkward. And I expect that, well, the Young Bucks, in fact, did have a better match with Varsity Blondes. I feel like this is going to be a gentleman's three with a few exciting Phoenix bits, and it's going to have no... It, there might be some funny bits. Yeah, I think if I was booking this, I'd have, hopefully, a, you know, an entertain. There's a lot of stuff to go on with Max Caster's rap at the beginning, and I felt like they left a lot in the chamber with setting this up on Dynamite this week. Uh, so hopefully there's that. Like you say, you struggle to make a dull match with Penner and, and Phoenix. And all I'd book towards the finish would be... Bowens gets taken out with a package pile driver by it with Penta. Penta turns around into a boombox shot, let's say, from Max Caster to take him out of the match. And then you just have Caster and Phoenix, and Phoenix does some mad flippy bollocks to finish. That's the way to do it. Like, don't patronize the audience with the acclaimed, like, shortcuts up the ass with the boombox and all the rest of it. Um, and the one thing I think will be great is Anthony Bones has got a great face. So yeah. expressive. He's so yeah. great at selling. If Phoenix does something mad to him or Penta does something just incredibly violent to his head, to the top of his head, I'm expecting a decent bit of fun catharsis. Maybe I've been too harsh on this now that I've measured my response. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Right, let's punk. Let's talk punk and Garcia. Um, I sense if 2.0 get involved in this match, it's probably going to be punk's first loss in AEW. But we talked about this uh, the other day. You know, there's different types of punk matches, of course. There is him versus the power game of Powerhouse Hobbs, and then there is uh, the technical wrestling side uh, and the uh, mind games, let's say, that he had with with Darby Allen in terms of sitting up at the last second from the coffin drop. This one, uh, Murray has said to us, he has heard some good buzz about online. You know, you and I don't really pay much attention to it. We don't want to know spoilers. It all ruins the preview if we do know anything that happens. But on paper, Daniel Garcia, who is, you know, one of the real uh, breakout stars, in my opinion, in AEW in 2021, he, it should be a great learning experience, not to patronize him, but it should be a great learning experience getting in the ring with Punk. And, I mean, there's so much potential here. They should open the, mat, uh, open the show 
and get that really small 90 seconds, they say, every single week ad break. Don't go anywhere, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you watch it on Fight TV in the UK on delay, you get the Rampage theme for three minutes. Just cut it out. Please, man. <laughs> Don't half-arse it. Like, the fight service, ordinary, is fantastic. Like, quick uploads, the streaming quality is great. Never had anything buffer. Um, but that's the one flaw I would point out in the fight thing. I'm sorry, it just pisses. Like, I hate the theme song as well. I hate it. <laughs> so, for nothing else, the thing I'm most looking forward to on this show, I would like it as interrupted as little as possible by this awful theme. This should be good to really good. I've kind of heard that he wears the long boys. No. Uh, why? It's, it doesn't suit them. No. It doesn't suit pants. He's like, you need, if you're going to wear pants, you need some goddamn uh, ha- like hammies on you. Yeah. You need some quadriceps. And he doesn't really have them, so he just looks a bit shindy, if I'm being brutal. He looks shindy rific in those long boys, and I'd need him to not wear them. So that's going to annoy us if, in fact, he wears them. I understand, again, AEW's long-term approach. I feel like I should be more excited about CM Punk's third ever match on his return from injury. And I would feel this if this was happening on Dynamite. The Rampage problem persists. These crowds are exhausted. And if you you heard how loud they were during Dynamite, they come, if they get up for this, they'll be one of the all-time great wrestling crowds. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like every Rampage match, when it's taped, is against this backdrop. And you have to have, like, Phoenix doing absolutely insane stuff with Lucha, uh, with Jurassic Express to get... A trio's title would be perfect for Rampage because that specific genre is impossible to not get up for. My only concern about Punk versus Garcia, which I wish was happening on Dynamite, I really want Punk to wrestle on Dynamite to get the utmost from, like, a hot, lively, fresh crowd. My worry about this match, which I think will be very well worked... If you look at everything Punk's done so far, without having blow-away great matches, the intricacies of his grappling and the details he applies to every way that he moves his head, it's just gorgeous to watch for, like, a purist. Mm. That's the most pretentious thing I've ever said. (laughs) Think of the ground that covers. I'm really interested in watching them go hold for hold, struggle for struggle, like just little detail, like little limb transitions. A tired AEW crowd, both of those things don't really go up for this sort of thing, Mm. but it's Punk, so it might be completely different. Um, Punk wins. I wish this was happening on Dynamite. I'm more than ready for a Punk match on Dynamite. Yeah, I didn't even think that we've not had that. Yeah, of course. No? Yeah. Um, I would love 2.0 to be on commentary for this. I don't think it's going to happen, but I think it would be sensational. Oh, please. Yeah. I mean, we, if TK is listening, he can't really go back in time and do it, but he might be like, oh, what do we think of that? Yeah. But, you know, we're not on, you know, fully on that payroll just yet. You know, we're on the slight, you know, just yeah, talk yeah. nicely about them. Just taking one or two off the top. Exactly. Um, is this the night that we see the Anaconda Vice, do you think? Oh, nah. I would certainly tease it. You know what? If you've. It should, theor- logically, it should be, because yeah. he's working as submission specialist who can really, really, really punish you. And if you don't have a counter for his submission game or a really great one of your own, then you're kind of in trouble if you look at this from a purely fictional perspective. Oh, yes, I would. 
you know what? If you've got a knackered crowd, you've got to work for your crowd. If you've got a knackered crowd and you are still CM Punk, but the human body can only offer so much, I would tease the hell out of that all match long with the idea of them thinking, oh, if we see the Anaconda, Anaconda Vice for the first time in seven years, that's something to get up for. Wilborn, you're a better worker than CM Punk if he doesn't do it. And if you're Daniel Garcia in kayfabe, if you're fighting CM Punk, target the knee because then he can't, and then he has to, then he has to utilize the anaconda bite. That's yes. all I was thinking. Um, you know what? As much as that makes sense for both the rampage backdrop and the opponent, you might want to save it for like a much bigger match. Yeah, I so I understand. Yeah. yeah either way, either way, it was great. So I'm biased. <laughs> um, we'll talk about uh, Jade Cargill and Sky Blue in a second because I'm very sadistically excited for that one. But I, I thought I'd ask you this question because I've seen a lot of, yet again, we use this this phrase quite often, bad faith takes on Twitter recently surrounding AEW Rampage. Rampage obviously did over a million. Uh, Punk's debut, et cetera, et cetera. They've gone down, surprisingly, since then. Unsurprisingly. Mm. Um, but are ratings for Rampage a concern for you? What, 600-odd thousand? A far better demo rating than, than NXT 2.0, for example. But are you concerned by this at all? Or is this, as I often see people defending AEW saying online, is this still very impressive for the time slot and the, the day that this is on? The worst Rampage rating, which I believe was last week, is still, more often than not, number one. It's still well above what could be reasonably expected of the slot. It still dwarfs what was previously in the slot on TNT at Friday at 10 p.m., which is a death slot. And they love sports for the sports sports for, this, for these uh, ads and what have you. It has across every sport. If you didn't know, by the way, AEW is categorized as sports. AEW um, WWE is categorized as entertainment in the Nielsen rating. So WWE doesn't count in this before are stupid. Out of every sport, every sport, all of which are more prominent in the media than are covered more in the media and are more like known to people generally wider. Rampage is the youngest skewing sport program product in the USA. The worst, Rampage, as I've just said, is still great news for TNT because it's over projections. I will not deny. What, what investment do I have in not denying that there's been a gradual... Da, 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 da. If it keeps going down, that's an issue. When it settles, even at what this... It's not like the numbers in the Attitude Era or TNA. Life's different now. Please get over it. Uh, there'll be a little bit of a... Eh, that shouldn't be going down every single week. Um, but... The reality is it's a great number. People have just got their 1999 heads on and uh, take them off by punching yourself in the face repeatedly, preferably. Vincels, as some people have been called online. I call them fed-pilled. Yeah, exactly. That is mine, by the way. Yeah. That is mine. Just in case it blows up as it should. Okay. Uh, and also, I would say, in a weird way, maybe it's... That's not a bad thing. It's a good thing because we sit here every week and say that Rampage is not a perfect show. No, it isn't. And if they recognise the decline as a result of you know what they're doing and this this weird sort of peaks and troughs of, of have Rampage as a result of how they're booking it with having Danielson on and then just having a bit of 
look, Dross in the middle or having the Matt Hardy show, no offence to him, uh, in the midst of all this. I hope that they do recognise that and I think that should be reflected in the ratings. But like you, you repeat there, it's, I mean, just like the What Called Dressing podcast, it's number one, so why try harder? And uh, it's, yeah, it... it, it it dominates and does still does well in the demos, which is what they are, are all often talking about. That's what Andy always tells me. I don't really know about these things. Basically, they target 18 to 40. I don't want to go through all of this again. The most Cliff Notes version, and I'm not very good at Cliff Notes, is that advertisers target the 18 to 49 demographic because they are more likely to be susceptible to advertisements. If you're an NXT viewer, 62 years old, you're going to keep buying Fords because Fords have saved you well your whole life. You don't want any other foreign muck. Huh? You understand me, boy? I like a Mustang, and that's <laughs> all I drive. So, yeah, as long as it's number one. Like, here's a question for you, Will Bond. Can you get any better than number one? Check the podcast charts. And <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think we can. Uh, finally, uh, let's talk Sky Blue versus Jade Cargill and whether or not she can survive her, basically. I sense this is going to be a short uh, affair with what else is on this card and the fact that Cargill you know, won that triple, th- won that three-way last week. Apologies. So I'm not apologize. I'm just doing a bit. Um, I expect this to be short crop and wrestling related. <laughs> what, what, what's funny is that um, Sky Blue, is it? Mm-hmm. 19, I think she is. Yeah, she was featured in the, um, like, the promotion for the TBS title tournament. Yes. I would expect she's going to be in it. But there's a story here that they could tell where Jade annihilates her. But you probably, looking at the format of the show, four matches, one hour, like, Punk's probably going to get 10 minutes, a title match will probably get 10 minutes, a gimmick match is probably going to get 10 minutes, it's probably going to get two. Mm. You could tell a story, I guess, where... I like charting the progression of characters in this company. Look where Jungle Boy and Darby Allen were in 2019 and where they are now. Pillars. Pillars, some might say. So Sky Blue could lose emphatic, emphatically within three minutes. And then first round is paired with Jay Cargill again. Cargill, in the build-up to the first round of the tournament when it happens, can piss herself laughing at the idea of, all right, this is effectively a bye. And then when Sky Blue takes it at five minutes but still loses, those are those intricate little steps you take to build a character. That would explain why this is on a format show, I guess. Otherwise, it's a total formality. Yeah, I don't want to be patronizing here, but you've got a 19-year-old and Jay Cargill who's still developing, let's just oh, say. Green's grace. So... This makes sense to be a two-minute squash. I, I know we sit here often and campaign for, for more women's matches on the show, and absolutely, you know, if this was the Hikaru Shida versus uh, Serena Deeb match from Dynamite, we wouldn't be sitting here yeah. and saying this needs to be a two-minute squash. But it does need to be a decimation of Sky Blue. I think that wonderfully feeds into the TBS Championship tournament coming our way in January, of course, and just re-emphasizes Jade Cargill's dominance as someone who's, yeah, a genuine title contender for whatever title that may be. Yep, absolutely, it's the way to do it. I mean, it, like, logistically, 
using deduction. This is going to go two minutes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, let us know your thoughts ahead of AEW Rampage tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Well, actually, they can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. And make sure you subscribe to WhatCulture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. The SmackDown preview is available right now. WrestleCulture with a hashtag bloody good quiz is coming your way later on today. And myself and Sidgwick will be back on Monday to review everything that happened on Friday night, including SmackDown and AEW Rampage. But for now, this has been the AEW Rampage preview. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us. Oh, before I forget, tomorrow, myself and Sidgwick will be sitting down to talk about two years of AEW Dynamite. So make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling for that, and it'll pop up in your feed and just, I mean, not to be too hyperbolic, but it'll make your weekend, let's be honest. Uh, right, my right, thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us. Um... God bless you, God bless me, God bless uh, rap, and we will see you soon. What? <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 